0: please. May I have your attention, please? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're gonna have a
1: problem here. Y'all act like you've never seen a white person before. Jaws all on the floor like Pam, and like Tommy just burst in the door. and started whooping her ass, than before. They first were divorced, yep. sewing her over furniture. <laughs>
2: Mr. Grabo live,
3: Seth Kushner, Picture Music Dr. on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. This would be Dr. off the Marshall Mathers LP,
1: the real Slim Shady. Well, I've been listening
3: to lately the uh, the new album everything, or old stuff. Just
1: everything,
3: celebrating the man's entire catalog.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he did not rap as fast as he did back then, as or what he does right now. Wait, are you saying he raps faster he, now? Yeah, he just, yeah. He, I don't know if it was the drugs back then, but he raps much, more, like, like uh, George said. It's like, I enjoy it.
3: No power to his voice. <laughs> he has no, he cannot hit the high notes. He is terrible. He just goes, da, 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 So today is obviously a somber anniversary when it comes to our nation. This morning, 17 years ago, 17, there's a whole generation that, uh, that does not know that stark, sheer, desperate fear that we felt 17 years ago today that left us rattled, that left us searching for a reason and a reason to believe. 17 years ago, hijackers flew planes into the World Trade Center, into the Pentagon, and a plane was taken down in Pennsylvania because of some brave American passengers on board who decided they could storm the cockpit and did so, heroically in my opinion. And on September 11th, 2001, we told ourselves that we would never forget. That's what we kept saying, never forget. And indeed, we have not forgotten what it looked like to watch the towers crumble. We've not forgotten what it felt like to have the innocence of September 10th taken from us. Here's what we've forgotten. The unity that we felt on September 12th, 2001, after we processed what had happened the day before. We were all Americans that day, and I dare say into the 13th of September, 2001, we were all Americans. Maybe even the 14th and 15th. We listened to Lee Greenwood. We bought flags in bulk. We honored those heroes who ran up into a burning building. Rather than out, we mourned the people who would rather plummet from the World Trade Center than burn alive. And we all looked at each other with this unity and this compassion and this wonderful empathy of we all went through this together. You, me, you're from Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. I could do all 50. And now look at us. Look at us now and tell me we haven't forgotten. Look at us now, snowflake. Look at us now, liberal pussy. Look at us now, Nazi racist. Blocking, unfriending, walking out of conversations, spilling things on people in restaurants, boycotting, all because of the way we feel politically. We've bought into this machine that is hell-bent on dividing us right down the middle, and we have played right into that machine. We don't look at each other with empathy anymore. We don't look at each other with a kind glance and a shared patriotism of being American. If we did, we could say things like, hey, listen, I understand why you would want to kneel during the national anthem. It offends me greatly, and I'm very upset that you would choose to do that during a football game. But I still support you as an American and I'm not going to wish for your demise. And conversely, we don't look at each other and go, hey, I understand why this upsets you. I understand why you fought for this country and you don't want to see somebody kneel during the pledge. Let's talk about that. But we don't. We don't. And I don't know what it's going to take. I hope it doesn't take another G-danged national tragedy to make it happen again.
1: Yeah, but people are never going to soften their opinions on what they believe in because because of a tragedy like that.
3: Yeah, and you don't have to. You don't have to soften your opinion one bit. You can have the strongest opinion on the American flag, sitting for the anthem, standing for the anthem, our foreign interests, our president. You can have a strong opinion without hating someone who has the opposing opinion. But that's where we are now.
4: Do you think that if, God forbid, something terrible happened in the United States of America, do you think that, that, that people even have the capability to go back to what it was like on, on that day?
3: We have the capability to do it without a, a national tragedy. So, yeah, we have the capability, but it takes biting back that fervor. Nope, not passion. Have your passion. It's when you take it so personally that someone could actually vote for someone that you find detestable deplorable if you will you can't believe that someone would be so fed up with politics in America that they would want to elect an outsider who's not a politician who's not very diplomatic in anything he's very forthright with the way he speaks the way he tweets the way he thinks but because you don't like the type of people that voted for him and you don't like the America that he represents you hate the other side And then if he did win, that's a victory for you against the people who stand up against the things that you believe your president stands for. We've completely forgotten that feeling that we had on September 12, 2001. Completely. So I respect your never forget, but I also find it rings absolutely untrue and empty because we have completely forgotten. We will never forget the first responders who saved lives. We'll never forget the 2,996 lives, although there are probably way more than that, that were lost on September 11th, 2001 and the ensuing days afterwards. But we have such a divide right now and we no longer can say that we respect each other.
1: Well, I mean, we were cool for a couple of days, but I don't think anybody like Democrats or Republicans back in 2001 said, oh, man, we're just going to put every all our differences aside. We're just going to become Americans just for the end of time. I think we altered the way we look at our families, and, and uh, you know, we want to make sure maybe people change the way they say goodbye to their families when they're leaving for the day. But I don't know if said, I'm going to be nice to every single stranger that I run into for the rest of my life, and I'm going to be cool to idiots on MySpace and Facebook.
3: Yeah, this isn't about being kind to strangers to me. This is about respecting someone else's differences when it comes to very passionate and personal things. It's okay to hate the president, and it's okay to love the president. But I think you should at least understand why someone else would love or hate the president. Not be so quick to go, liberals, conservatives, Nazis, pussies. It's disgusting.
1: There's something that we're, I think there's something that we're born with that we just have this desire that we have to feel like we're right. Of course. And that we have to feel like we're making sure the other person knows that they're a hypocrite from time to time. Mm. I don't know what that proves, but there's always this desire to go, you're a hypocrite. I don't know what that means because you can, your opinion can be all over the place and that's fine. But I don't know why we always have to find hypocrisy and everything. And when we do,
4: end the conversation.
3: Right. You're a hypocrite. Therefore I won. You're a liberal. Therefore I won.
4: He's known to be uh, like right leaning, but a few years back, I think like 2009, Glenn Beck started something called the 912 Project, mm. and the thought was to go to all these different cities and have these town halls to find out what it would take to get back to that feeling that we had on 912, and and obviously it didn't really take off, and I don't, I don't know that it, that it is possible anymore.
3: I didn't know that he did that. I don't understand Glenn Beck, uh, Glenn Beck politically. I've heard him interviewed on Howard Stern, and I thought he was magnificent. I had no idea that he was into coke and booze and all that when he was younger. He's a very interesting man and obviously a very intelligent man. I don't know what he stands for, but I think a return to September 12, 2001 would behoove all of us right now. Because I think, if I'm being honest, we have come, the ex- like we are 180 degrees right now from where we were on September 12, 2001. And I want to get us back A little bit going that way to where we can go, hey man, you voted for Trump, I voted for Hillary. Here's why. Well, you're an idiot. Well, why do you have to say that? Because you're a liberal or you're a conservative or you're right or you're left. But we're not all Americans anymore. Alan, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live.
0: Hey, Drew, um, I love your take on it. I think today should be a national holiday, first of all. You know, that's interesting you
3: say that because I did see that in several – and I don't know why it's taken this long for that movement to get started, but, you know, we we close up for Veterans Day. We close up for Memorial Day. Uh, I think there's nothing wrong with making today a national day of remembrance.
0: Right. But my my reason for my call, I hear, you know, uh, being accused that conservatives, liberal, they're equal – you know, and their hatred and so forth. They are. I tolerated Obama for eight years. Oh, that's I didn't nice of you. Burn things in the streets and uh, think about who's what's burning going things. On with, and let me just
3: ask you this: Who's who? When's the last time you saw something burned in the street?
0: Right after the election of uh, Donald Trump. What was burned? And with the, are you kidding? There, there were riots in the streets. Uh, you had to have seen it. It was they, and to this day, Trump derangement syndrome, which is a real thing. Uh, I it's a real, it, it's so a real, it's a real thing
3: because because it, it feeds a narrative that you like to forward. It's not really a real thing, but there are people who are so consumed with our president that they wake up, start thinking about him and tweeting about him, and they don't stop until they go to bed at night. I don't. I call that passion. You might call it Trump derangement sy- syndrome. Again, uh, it serves your narrative. But go on.
0: I, it's not a narrative. It think is. Think about the Kavanaugh. Think about the Kavanaugh hearing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous i mean these are men and women who we have elected Mm -hmm. uh the public elected them they weren't even allowing them to speak if you saw those hearings can i can i just can
3: i just cut you off real quick sure what you're doing is feeding into exactly what i said is wrong with our country right now because it's not just the left my man and you see it as one second one second just one second okay you see it as a left problem, and there are those on the left that see it as a right problem when you have a neo-Nazi rally in Charlottesville, and our president doesn't even acknowledge that and go so far as to say that there are bad people on both sides. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. You just have to understand that for every problem you find with the left, someone else is going to find with the right, and the minute that we start meeting in the middle a little bit and going, We all have problems. It's okay for us to feel passionate. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. Let's talk to each other like Americans and share the common love for this country of ours.
0: Well, the answer to your question, what's going to unite is is God. And right after...
3: Thanks. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Appreciate the call, my man. Thank you. Stephanie, welcome to Drew Garabo Live. How are you?
5: Hi, Drew. Hi, Seth. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Thank you. I wanted to spread some information about my friend's sister who died on 9-11, and um, they don't live down here. They live where I'm from originally, so they're listening on uh, Bone on the streaming app right now.
3: Okay, do me a favor. We're kind of in the middle of a topic right now, so I'm just going to ask you to hold on so we can get with what we're talking about right now, um, but, but I'll certainly let you do that. Just hang on for me. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. What's up, Sarah? Welcome to Jugrabo Live.
5: Hey guys, how are you? Great,
3: Sarah. Thank you. How's your day?
5: Amazing. Good. As always. Good. <laughs> um, no, I just wanted to chime in because I really think that a huge divide in what's going on with us right now is the internet. Like, since that's come into play, like there's so many different like outlets of information coming in that everybody thinks that they're right and everybody is hundred percent sincere you know i mean if you have to look something up it's right there and it's like oh i'm the person that's right and you lose everything that you were thinking about before like i mean and then you know to top it off like i have a a lot of friends that we have discussions and their debates is what they are like i'm listening to their point of view they're listening to mine And there's no emotions involved. Well, you're always going to have emotions in.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And we're always going to have emotions because there are things that people rightfully feel very passionate about right now, both on the right side and the left side, pro-life, anti pro-choice, whatever. No one's anti-life, I would hope, except nihilists. But, but, you know, where it's okay to let passion in, it's not okay to let passion cloud every discussion you have and take things so damn personally, you know?
5: I totally agree. Like, if you're going to see somebody else's point of view and actually listen to what they have to say so that we can come together again, then you have to leave. You have to check some kind of emotion at the door. Correct. Thank
3: you. you. I I appreciate that. We got to move on. Look, call it Trump derangement syndrome. Call it whatever you want. There are people who allow their anti-Trump feelings to run their life. There's no doubt about that. It's not healthy. But guess what? Same thing happened during Obama. Same thing. How many Buck Obama license plate or bumper stickers did you see?
4: Well, and I think even the the there are the people out there who are Trump supporters who, although they may not have that grand uh person to direct all their hatred to, you heard that guy calling about the Kavanaugh hearings. There are people that wake up with that same hatred that people have for Trump towards the, you know, towards Correct. the left. Correct. As a whole.
3: Yep. They wake up and start tr- beating their chest about Trump from the minute they wake up until the minute they go to bed. When why, why can't we just talk to each other and meet somewhere in the middle and go, there's no 100% right here. But we are all Americans, I think. Mark, what's up? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live.
0: Hey, Drew. What, why don't you stop putting people on your radio that are anti-American? Uh, I don't See, think yeah, any Friday, 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 you had a guy on there. The minute I got off work, the first thing I heard out of his mouth was, all those white races, all those white races, all those white races. It really disgusted me. It did piss me off, and I wasn't a great mood when I got off work on Friday. Okay. And honestly, you really, really blew it. No, you I, I didn't blow anything. Show. We had a great. Well, hold on one you You're an entertaining show. You don't need to be
3: hold pushing hold your hold crap up. Hold on hold everybody. On, hold up, buddy. I got no crap to push. My goal is to entertain you, and that is it. In the in the hey, interest of inter- having so on at five
0: o'clock in the afternoon, going white racers. He's the guy well, was white. Some some guy eighties. Rap guy, yeah, you know he was white. Nothing going you, on you in the world. You know he was white, right? I don't care what he is. Well, I mean, he's calling everybody a white racist. Well, he's, he's white. using the word racist. Sure. Calling everybody that watches football a white racist. That I is don't think he said anything promise. about that. Okay, you have, yes, he did. and that's what the Mark.
3: People, Mark, calm that's down. Mark, that's what people are pissed off about. People in the media, Mark, who use. Use everything to get ratings. Mark, Mark calm down. You're, you're, that's what we're what? here to do. We're here to get ratings. We're here to create compelling content. And, and here you are, four days after try that, to still talking us. about us. I am entertaining. I am. Mark, that's, all right? that's just try entertaining. All- okay, keep saying that over and over. You're not entertaining. You obviously listened to the segment with MC Search on Friday. It obviously resonated with you because you're talking about it four days later. But because he expressed opinions you didn't like, now the show is no longer entertaining. That's part of the problem, not part of the solution, sir. Thank you.
4: Go figure. The very angry man who was sending messages about the interview to our Facebook page, ha- his name happens to be Mark as well. That's the
3: one guy. Yeah. The only <laughs> negative piece of feedback that we got, and this is the vocal minority, so impassioned that he sent repeated messages to the Bone Facebook. Oh, can, we, can we read them? I, yeah, I, I'm go not, ahead. Yeah, tell me. By the way, include all of the horrible spellings, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> I,
4: love, Cause I love this. Because I mean,
3: this guy's terrible. I mean, you're not terrible. You're an American, but you're a terrible American.
4: Who was on Drew's show around 4.30 on Friday, 9-7-2018? He was the biggest ass on a Friday after a long week. Who needs so ass talking about all the white racist? No, Drew, I did not consume your- No, pro- no, 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 Drew, I did not oh, what? Oh, sorry. No, Drew, that's spelled N-O. Right. Drew, I did not consume- I did not what? Oh. <laughs> consume I speak his language. Yeah. C O M C S U M E. consume Your product I put on music. Wow, something worse. Oh, this gets a little hurtful. Wow, something worse than Monica the Chipmunk to ruin my lunch. Oh. You found Chipmunk. a why to ruin a Friday radio pizza emoji. Not.
3: Not. Oh, oh. Ow, what a current reference. Oh, that hurts. He didn't hit anybody else with the psych, did he? I really liked your show today. Psych! That's things. Laura, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. But thanks for listening, Mark. We appreciate you. Hi, Laura.
2: Hi, Drew. Hey. Long-time listener here. I wanted to touch on what you were saying about 9-11. I am originally from New York, and I lived through it. And us as New Yorkers came together, Mm. uh, regardless of our political affiliations, our races. And it was a wonderful time and a wonderful thing that came out of that tragedy. And I do agree with you. I think people are so angry and so closed-minded to what nobody's being empathetic anymore Correct. towards people's opinions and beliefs.
3: Yep, we've and lost it's our empathy.
2: Really it, it's a really sad state of affairs that, you know, I'm conservative, but I have a lot of liberal feelings on social issues. Sure, I get that. Um, but, you know, how how can it be that... Somebody may disagree with me. I'm a very empathetic person. Mm. I should be able to understand where they're coming from. America, yeah. our, one of our foundations, is everybody's supposed to believe exactly how they want to. And you should just be understanding of people without hating them. You don't have to agree, but you should understand them and have respect for them.
3: And And I'm with you, you, my dear. And and I I appreciate the point very much. I'm up against it right now, but thank you. I I appreciate your call. Thank you for sharing your insight and for, uh, for listening to the program, okay? Okay. Thanks a lot. Seven, two, seven, a lot of passionate people want to express their opinions, and I want to let them. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Tell Stephanie to hang on. We'll get her survivor story, or nine eleven perishing story when we get back from it. Also, some great stuff to talk about that has nothing to do with September 11th, including but not limited to why I am rooting for an alligator in an alligator versus human attack that took place yesterday in Clearwater. It's Drew Garabo Live on 1025 The Bone. Listen to 102.5 The Bone by streaming us on your Amazon Echo. Enable The Bone skill and tell Alexa to play 102.5 The Bone. Welcome to 102.5 The Bone.
0: Give me a second while I join the
3: stream. Now that the robots are taking over, you might as well use them to listen to your favorite radio station, right? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding